Thank you for joining us. Remember, you can watch our services live and view our archive at StevensCreekChurch.com, the Stevens Creek app, or on our Roku channel. And if our ministries have touched your life, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to mystory@stevenscreekchurch.com. We hope today's message encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Hey, good morning and welcome to Stevens Creek Church. We're so glad that you're here today. I'd like to welcome all those in our South Campus. I'd like to welcome those watching uh, online and on demand. It's good to have you in church today. Today, as you know, we're starting 21 days of prayer. And so let me ask you a question. If you had one prayer to pray, what would it be? If you had one prayer to pray, what would it be? Would you pray about your future? Would you pray about your family? Would you pray about your, maybe your kids? Would you pray about your career? Are you suffering? Do you have some sort of pain going on? What would you pray about? I want you to think about that, and I want you to take the next step, and I want you to actually write it down. There's something about writing it down. So you've got a couple of cards that we're going to use, uh, and I'll come back to this at the end of the service, but, but right here on the daily prayer focus, this... These are the prayers that we're going to join with you and pray over you. Um, so what do you need God to do? What is that one prayer? You would write that down. And at the end of the service, there's going to be a point where we'll bring these cards and lay them on the stage. And what will happen tomorrow morning, church opens at 6, the service starts at 7, and that people will be gathering to pray over those needs. Now, this other card that says my specific uh, needs, uh, that will be the card you take home with you just as a gentle reminder about what you're focused and praying over. But if you had one thing to pray over, what would it be? I want you to write it down. There's something about writing it down that helps us to remember that. Uh, If you're new to Stevens Creek Church, you're here at a great time because every year in January and in August, we carve out 21 days to really seek the Lord. And as it's already been said, we say, God, get the junk out of our lives and let us be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, last August, on day 16 of of 21 days, Chris Hodges gave a short devotional, just a few minutes devotional, and he focused on uh, the story of Jabez, and he talked about that. It was really made me think about that. In fact, you know, there's some devotionals that you hear one day and you forget them the next. But this was one story that just stayed with me. It stayed with me several weeks, maybe even several months. And so I think it's only fitting that we look at 1 Chronicles chapter 4 today as we launch this new year, 2022, as we launch... um, 21 days of prayer here at Stevens Creek Church. So 1 Chronicles chapter 4, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted his request. Now, when we look at this story about Jabez, it's a very interesting story because there's only just a few verses in the entire Bible that focus on this 
on, on this man named Jabez. And what's interesting about this, when we read this, we start, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Now, this is kind of interesting because this is really saying something more about his brothers than it's saying about him. Apparently, Jabez's family had a bad reputation in the community. And so they're making note of that. What else do we see in this? We see that when Jabez was born, that his mother named him Jabez, which in the original language meant pain or sorrow. So when she looked at this baby, she thought, you are a pain to me. Now, some of you don't look at your babies and say you're a pain, but you look at your, your older kids and say, well, you are a pain to me. Maybe not your kids. Maybe it's the one you're sitting with now. Uh, have you ever had somebody that's just a pain to you? You know, they're just a pain. You know, and all of us deal with people that are painful. Uh, but none of us have a name that says everywhere you go when they call your name that says you are a pain to me. But it is interesting because we all know the, the, the difficulty of, of pain. All of us suffer pain. And at times when we are going through a series of painful events, maybe we're going through a series of, of painful um, issues in our health or whatever it is, there's a temptation to say, why is this happening to me? And there's a temptation really to go negative and to go dark in this. And we've got to be honest with ourselves that God never promised a pain-free life. In fact, Jesus said that in this world, you will have trouble. You're going to have trouble. But he says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. But all of us suffer through pain. My challenge to you is just don't go through it. I want you to pray through it. Because I believe that if you'll pray through your pain, you'll ultimately grow through it. Because could it be that the difficulty that you're going through right now is an opportunity for you to get stronger? It's an opportunity for your character to develop. It's an opportunity for you to gain new confidence. This pain is not designed to stop you I believe it's designed to prepare you and to increase you and to develop you. So here's the big idea. When you pray through it, your pain will get smaller because you have something in your life that's bigger than your pain. When you pray through it, your pain is going to get smaller because you have something bigger in your life than your pain. Now, we go back to the story, and the story is in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and in this story, actually, it's a genealogy. You read the verses before verse 9 and 10, and you'll see so-and-so was the father of so-and-so is the father of so-and-so. In fact, there are over 40 families mentioned before we get to Jabez. And so, so it's a genealogy, but then you have here that Jabez is introduced, but there is no mention of his father. There's no paternity, no inheritance, no heritage that was ever mentioned here. He was fatherless. And when you go a little bit deeper, 
you had this sense that Jabez not only was fatherless, not only had brothers that had a bad reputation, but Jabez lived under abject poverty. You see, in those days, Israel, uh, the land of Israel was divided among the tribes and it was divided among the families by lot. That every family had its own inheritance, which was passed down from generation to generation. But there is no mention of Jabez's father's name. Then we know his brothers were dishonorable. And this tells us something significant. That apparently his inheritance had been squandered. Apparently, and maybe by the irresponsibility, maybe by the dissolution of his father or something. Maybe he gambled it away. Maybe he lost it in some type of scheme Whatever, we don't know that, but this gives us a picture of a young man who was down on his luck. He had an irresponsible father whose name had been dropped from the official records. And now he lives with the shame that comes from his brother's actions. He doesn't have any property, he doesn't have any means or any way to earn a living. No way to attain a a position of honor or status in the community. He is simply down on his luck. Have you ever been down on your luck? I mean, you know, you you wake up and you go to take on, on the week and it seems like that everything is just not going your way. I think all of us feel like we have been through seasons of bad luck. Some of you would say, yeah, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. I think all of us deal with that because we live in a broken world. And some days are just worse than other days. This is bad luck. This, uh, right after Christmas, I watched the Georgia game, okay? I watched the Georgia game. And then the day after the Georgia game, I go to turn on the television, and it's only seven months old, and it doesn't come on. And I, I, the, the negative thing is the TV won't come on. The, the positive thing is that Georgia won. And so, and I got to see that. And that says a lot for a South Carolina fan. And and I'm trying to be amenable and open to to everyone. But anyway, it was kind of funny. And so it uh, it didn't kind of, you know, but I'm not worried. It's it's covered under the warranty and so forth. But so then on Friday of this week, um, I said, you know, New Year, cleaning the house, all that stuff. I looked behind the TV in our bedroom, and I noticed that it's dusty there. Man, have you ever noticed how much dust is? I'm off script here, and I own that, okay? Sometimes you just go off strip, and it, 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 it is what it is. But there's a lot of dust, so I took it down, and I cleaned it, and I put it back up, and I turned it on, and the whole screen was broken. I think, oh, my goodness, two TVs in a week? And uh, then last night, the TV in the living room it started breaking up with lines in it. And I'm thinking, and Patty said, are we having problems with TVs? Because you see, she looks at me as I'm over all the technology in the house. And she runs everything else. Uh, but if I mess up, you know, if the, if the internet goes out or whatever, it's, it's now a personal issue. It's my fault. And by the way, I heard something that I was shocked that you said. In fact, Sarah told me, now I might need marriage counseling after this. I'm going to turn this way. I'm going to turn this way so I can tell the truth. Yeah, like right before Christmas, Sarah came to me and said, Dad, 
said, I overheard mom talking to some of her friends, and she said that uh, the, the day after you die, the first thing she's going to do is get cable TV. <laughs> and she said, it's true. <laughs> she's not going to call 911. She's not going to call posies. Her first call is going to be Comcast. <laughs> and Sarah said, do you not have cable TV? I said, well, I cut the... I cut the cord in uh, October, and apparently uh, my sweet wife hadn't told me, but boy, she told everybody else. <laughs> and so we'll see if I make it through Valentine's with no cable TV. But anyway, that's a whole different story. That's just a little glimpse into my life of being down on my luck, okay? But maybe some of you have been there. I mean, we live in a broken world, and there are things that just happen. And so... During this situation, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be open on me and keep me from harm so that I would be free from pain. Notice that. He cried out to God. And when he cried out to God, he asked God for four things. I believe today that if we'll embrace these four prayers from uh, the, the story of Jabez, that we will all learn what it means to grow through our pain and challenges that life brings our way. So the first thing he said, oh, that you would bless me. So as we enter into 21 days of prayer, I want you to pray that prayer, God bless me. Pray that, God bless me. Because there's something about asking God for his blessing. The point is God I pray for God's blessings because I believe you will encounter the favor of God when you pray specific prayers. In the original language of the Old Testament, the word blessing means a favored status with God. It's like when you have the favor of God, you get that extra push. I mean, you can go so far on your own, but then the, the anointing or the favor of God gives you that push where you can go further and further faster than you ever dreamed possible. I often say this, you do the possible and then God does the impossible. He comes with that energy, that, uh, that push and pushes you forward. Now, Jabez is saying, God, bless me, push me forward. Give me your favor. Give me your presence. Give me your power. He was very specific in his prayers. I believe that. I believe that we need to pray specific prayers. That's why we have cards like this. We have cards that we write the needs down. These are my specific uh, requests. And then so we're going to write those down. And throughout the 21 days, we're going to read through this. And we're going to remind ourselves. On this one right here, on the daily prayer focus, you're going to write those down. And then other people are going to pray over these starting tomorrow morning. And we're going to come into agreement. But there's something about praying specific prayers because nothing becomes dynamic until it first becomes specific. And the more specific that I am about my prayers, the more likely God is going to answer those prayers. Because being specific is about having faith. Having faith is the way that opens the doors that God has for us. We step through that doors in faith. Now, when you look at a request like this, sometimes you can say, man, that sounds a little selfish there. No, that sounds a little selfish. It says, I want you to bless me. But evidently, in Jabez's life, God approved of that prayer, and he answered that prayer. I think the difference is 
the motive behind it. If you approach God and you're with wrong motives, God's not going to answer those prayers. You've got to have a right motive behind it. You've got to have a right heart behind it. You know, that's what James said. He said, you know, some of you are not getting your prayers answered because you're, you're, you're asking them from the wrong perspective, the wrong motive there. But what we see that when we line ourselves up with the will of God and we pray in the Spirit, then, it, then what we see is those things happen. And the words of Jeremiah become real to us where it says, Call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you do not understand. Well, Jabez understood that and he cried out to the Lord and he said, Oh, that you would bless me. And then he said, Enlarge my territory. He is very specific here. He said, I want you to give me more territory. Literally, he's saying, I want more land. I want land because in those days, the more land that you owned, the more influence that you would have. So this is a prayer for influence. This is a prayer for influence. And so that's what I would say to you. The second thing out of the four is pray for influence. God, give me influence. Expand my territory. <clears throat> God, give me influence. And then we ask God to give us more so that we can do more for the Lord. God, help me to go beyond the norm. God, give me abundance. Give me influence. Give me favor. You cannot have greater influence if you don't have more than you need. You cannot have greater influence if you don't have more than you need. God wants to bless you with more than you need so that you can be a blessing to other people. You're a group of people that have more than you need, and you have proved yourself to be a generous people. I mean, the month of December, and we've already talked about this, uh, is mind-blowing when you think about that this congregation sponsored 825 under-resourced children had Christmas presents because of you. Then I think about all the kids at the, uh, the Children's Medical Center receiving Teddy Graham boxes because of your generosity. You're a generous people. And your generosity is, is so much that uh, in 2021, during a pandemic, uh, we broke a 34-year giving record here at Stevens Creek Church. You are a generous people. And so what we see is that, that we pray for influence, and, and we pray for influence so that, that God can expand our territory so that we can be his voice in the community, so that we can be his hands extended, so that we can be uh, we can be Jesus to people in this community. So this is a prayer for influence. This is a prayer for opportunity. For Jabez, it was a prayer for restoration, for a lost inheritance. And if we look at it in our light, it may mean a way to break out from those things or break away from those things that are holding us back. You know, there are times in our lives where we feel like there's something just holding us back. Have you ever been, uh, maybe you are uh, stuck somewhere, maybe you're in a waiting room somewhere, and it's like you just can't get, the doors aren't opening. Or, or this is a prayer that the glass ceiling would be broken. You feel like that you've been at this one place for an extended period of time, and it's time for you to 
go to the next level. And it's like that is holding you back. And so Jabez would be praying for that glass ceiling to be broken. Jabez would be praying for that door of opportunity to swing open wide. And so that's what I'm encouraging you. God, give me influence. God, open the doors that you have for me. That's what I pray often. And God, close the doors that I'm not to walk through. God, make it very clear. Because sometimes I am I'm not aware of it. I, I'm not in tune to it. So I need you to make it clear. Open wide where I'm supposed to go. But I need you to close it and make it evident that, I don't, that, that that's not my path. That's somebody else's path. And so if we translated it into our terms, it means that we're going to break out of those things that are limiting us. And sometimes it's not just physical doors or glass ceilings. Sometimes it's habits. Sometimes it's attitudes. Sometimes it's negative thinking. Sometimes it's those, uh, that shame and guilt and those things that are weighing us down. God, we pray that you give us an opportunity. You open the door. Jabez cried out, Oh, that you would bless me, enlarge my territory. Then he says, let your hand be on me. Let your hand be on me. What does he mean by that? He knows that his future is uncertain. And he's asking God to guide him. He's asking God to direct us, to direct him. All of us feel the uncertainty of our world. And there's no more than an appropriate time than right now to ask God to give us guidance and give us insight, to give us clarity. God, lead me and guide me. Keep your hand upon us. So that's my part. The point here, the third one, is pray for God's presence. Pray for God's presence in your life. Because you see, the more responsibility you have, the closer you need to be to God. You know, you're asking God, expand my territory, then God expands your territory. I'm telling you, greater responsibility requires a greater sensitivity to God. You need to lean in. You need to hear what he's saying. You know, uh, when you have a large territory, that means you have more responsibility. The bigger your family gets, the bigger your career gets, the, uh, the bigger the church gets, the more problems you're going to have. The more relationships you've got to deal with, the greater demands, the greater pressures. Jabez is saying, if you're going to enlarge my territory, I need your presence. I cannot handle this without you. I need a power that is greater than myself. I need your hand. I need your anointing on me. And that should be all of our prayers. God, expand our territory, but I'm telling you, God, I don't want to get one step ahead of you. I don't want to lag one step behind you. I need your presence in my life. I need you to lead me and guide me and direct me. God, be with me. I mean, there are times that I cry out for that. God, be with me. Give me the words to say. And God, if your anointing is not going to be here, I don't want to go one step further. And so as you pray, 
For God to expand your territory, remember, with that expansion comes responsibility. And with your added responsibility, you really need a a power greater than yourself. You need the presence of the Lord to go before you. Because if you try to do it on your own, it's going to be overwhelming and you are only going to wear yourself out. When you try to live your life only with the arm of your flesh, you're going to get worn out. You need the arm of his spirit. You need that presence in you. And he will give you energy to do what you need to do. Now, if you get God's presence, let me tell you what's going to happen. You can make the devil mad. Okay? You're going to make the devil mad. And uh, this is where it comes to the fourth thing that we see here. He says, pray for God's protection. You need to pray for God's protection. Your weakness is an opportunity for you. It's an opportunity for you to to experience God's strength. Jabez cried out to the Lord. He said, let your hand be on me and keep me from harm. Protect me. Protect me. Keep me from harm. Keep me from the enemy. I'll tell you, the bigger you get, the more responsibility that you have, the more critics you're going to face. Okay? In fact, I think Satan uses two things more than anything else. He uses critics to discourage you and circumstances. Those are the two things that are always warring against you. Somebody's got an opinion about something that you're doing. And if you're not careful, that opinion can be a source of distraction that will keep you from really doing what you need to do. Don't listen to the critics. Don't listen to the negative voices. Hear the voice of truth. Hear the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord that has called you out of darkness. The Lord, first, the voice of the Lord that has given you this purpose and this opportunity. He is enlarging your ter- territory, and other people are jealous about that. Other people want what you have, but it's not about the other people. It's about you being the very person God's created you to be. And so I want you to walk in his power and his presence and understand that you are enough. And the power of God is strong enough to push back the forces of evil, the forces of the devil. But we've got to stand and we've got to put on his armor and we've got to have the protection. We've got to pray for protection. That's what Jabez did. He prayed for protection. I'll tell you, Patty and I, every day, I say, God, keep our family safe. Keep our family safe. I pray over our children. God, keep our kids safe. Let nobody but Jesus run our household. Let nobody but Jesus run our family. That we speak that over them. So Jabez prayed for protection. So what are the four prayers? Blessing, influence, Presence, protection. Blessing, influence, presence, protection. As we start 21 days of prayer, God, we're praying blessing, influence, presence, protection. This is God's plan for your life. And when you have those four things, you will pray through it. And as you pray through it, 
your pain will get smaller because you have something bigger in your life than your pain. You have the presence of God. Now, let's close it out. I don't think that Jabez prayed this one time on a Sunday afternoon and that was it. I think this is something he prayed over and over. That brings us to the last word we have in this prayer. Verse 10, and God granted his request. Think about that. And God granted his request. God did it. I don't think, uh, well, at least the Bible doesn't say that an angel appeared. The Bible doesn't say that uh, the Red Seas were departed uh, or anything miraculous took place here. I think Jabez prayed this prayer and he walked in faith one step at a time. Just one day at a time. Little by little until God increased him enough to be able to take the land. And gradually, I think he established a reputation in the community for being honest and being fair. Even though his brothers had a bad name, he gradually earned a name of respect. And what we see is God brought him through this. God um, delivered him and he opened the door and he set him free. Now, the interesting thing about this, now, you don't have a lot of stories uh, in the Bible about Jabez. You have this prayer, but there is another little thing that gives us some insight in this. Another verse that mentions him in the scripture, just a couple of chapters back in 1 Chronicles 2 and 55. It says, and the clans of scribes who lived at Jabez. That's interesting to me because here we see Jabez is a name of a place. This is indicative of the fact that this young man apparently won back his father's inheritance uh, that he had lost. He won back the property, um, and in turn, when he got it back, he put it to good use. He created a training school for scribes. In other words, not only was he a man of prayer, but he was a man of the word. And he created this land. He used his land as a place to train young ministers in God's word. That's what prayer is all about. It's laying hold of the, the greatness and the glory and the grace of Jesus Christ. It's just being faithful one step at a time. And God will take those moments where you feel like you're down on your luck, that you're fighting against a glass ceiling, that all the doors are closed for you. And one touch of God's favor will change your life forever. And so today, we start 21 days of prayer. And we're saying, God, bless me today. God, expand my influence, expand my territory. God, keep your hand upon me. And God, protect me. As I start 21 days of prayer, those are four prayers that I'm praying for my family. And I want to encourage you to pray for your family too. Prayer, like nothing else, places us in the flow of what God is doing in the Holy Spirit. I think when we pray, lives cha are changed. Uh, I feel like conviction happens. I feel like people are saved. I feel like the church is strengthened. I, I feel like people get guidance. When we pray, miracles happen. And it's my desire to, to let this house be a house of miracles.
And so in our South Campus uh, in here, uh, you have two cards. And on this card with a daily focus, daily prayer focus, in a couple of minutes, Todd's going to come around and we're going to sing a song. You're going to remain seated. And just take a few minutes to write down those things that you want other people to pray over you. Because you see, where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there. When we agree in prayer, touching one thing, it shall be done. There's something about powerful about corporate prayer. And so here's what I promise you. If you fill this card out, the daily prayer focus, and you write those needs down, and you bring it forward during this song and lay it on this, somebody's going to pray over this this week. Somebody's going to join with you and take care, uh, join with you in this prayer. This other, my specific, this is for you to write down, to take home, just to remember that. One more thing. You also have this Uplift Prayer app. This is created by Stevens Creeker. And it's just, uh, uh, it's in your app source, a free download. In fact, if you use this QR, QR code, um, it'll take you right there. And the code to get into the Stevens Creek page is SCC, those uh, capital letters, 100. Um, and so this will just help you connect with a larger group of people in prayer. Well, I want to pray over you. And I just want to pr- let this prayer be a prayer that will expand your faith. That this is not just another thing that we do. This is not just an- another event. But this is a moment where we as a, a church, we cry out to the Lord. And we say, come, move in me. Move in my family. Move in this church. Move in this community. Let this be a house of miracles. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray over the people as they watch online, as they're in our South Campus and here in this room. I pray for those that are desperate those that feel like they are out of options. It's way past the thought of being down on your luck. But you're desperate even for life itself. I pray in the name of Jesus that the power of the enemy would be broken over you and your household. I pray for those who are struggling mentally. You're you're struggling now because these negative voices are just coming at you from the right and left. It seems like everybody that is speaking to you is trying to take you down. I pray in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That all those that rise up against you will fall. I pray that in the name of Jesus. I pray for those right now that are suffering with sickness and disease. I pray for those watching online right now and you're suffering with COVID-19 or the Omicron part of it. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would extend mercy and that you would extend healing and that you would stop the spread of this devilish disease. Father, in the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, let healing flow. Let healing flow. God, we pray for those that are struggling, God, with with diabetes and those that are struggling, Lord, with cancer and those are struggling with heart conditions and those that are struggling with Alzheimer's or loved ones with Alzheimer's, those with strokes. God, come have mercy upon us. 
Let your healing touch flow through us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Now, as you finish uh, writing those down, feel free um, to bring them to the stage, and we'll pray for them tomorrow. As the church opens at 6 a.m. tomorrow, the service starts at 7, and we'll continue. On the weekend, it'll be at 9 a.m. God bless you today. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support the ministries of Stevens Creek Church, please go to StevensCreekChurch.com and click the Give button. See you next time.